you'll never smell anything. I think if you can't smell it, then it's then it's okay. You should know this. If you show up wearing a tie, no one cares if you smell like vodka. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. All charges against five Brooklyn teenagers have been dropped in the gang rape lovemaking session now of an 18-year-old woman on a Brownsville playground earlier this year. Brownsville 1718. The Brooklyn District Attorney says the accuser won't cooperate and that her allegations are demonstrably false and that before the suspects came on the scene, she was in fact having sex with her dad. Oh, God. Apparently, once you willingly fuck your dad, it affects your credibility. Like in a negative way, it doesn't enhance it. Was the, the cons- it was consensual with the dad? Yeah, well, yes, as, as much as it can be. She's a bad father fucker. Brooklyn DA Kent Thompson said in a statement, that night, this young woman's father and the five young men engaged in conduct that was reprehensible and wrong, but because of the lack of reliable evidence, the criminal charges simply can't be sustained. Reprehensible seems kind of judgy, but I mean, uh, as long as we're just making up our minds about people, what about fucking five strangers and your dad at the same time? That's what she did. You know, why is he not calling her reprehensible? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What about being such an incredible whore that you take advantage of your drunk dad and fuck five dudes on a playground and then accuse him of rape to cover up uh, your tracks? I guess that makes it all okay. But uh, she also refuses to cooperate with any prosecution against her father. Well, I would hope so. She's fucking him. Joining me now. Does she have respect for her father or her boyfriend? It's hard to say. Ryan Reese. Ryan Reese here. Yeah, Ryan Reese. That's a, that's, a, that's a hell of an opener you got there, Pat. Yeah. Right, right, right. With uh, gang rape and uh, banging your dad. There is no gang rape. There's only banging your dad. I, you know, it was it was accused as a gang rape, and I don't even think that, uh, I guess the grand jury didn't get convened, and the DA said, you know, this is too confusing. Uh, everything in this case added up to a big goose egg for Ken Thompson, and you would think that you'd be able to make a case like that, but uh, I guess... You know, she's not willing to go ahead with any prosecution against the dad, which I guess they were drinking is is what happened. You know, it's it's kind of a story. They 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 reconnected through Facebook. Oh, they hadn't seen each other. Uh, it's well, not like they were dating. Oh, it's not. Oh, so it was it was a estranged father and daughter. They weren't. Yeah, I guess they had broken up, and then you know how you can't get rid of an ex. <laughs> If there's one thing I love to do, it's engage in sexual conduct, and it doesn't even have to be a relative for me. But uh, you know, one thing I like to do lately, I like to use penis as a verb. Yeah. So here I quote from the newspaper of record, uh, the New York Post: the allegations. It says here, the allegations were marred by incongruous statements from the start. Marred by incongruous statements. That's about as close as a legitimate world-class news source can come to saying "liar, liar, pants on fire." Hmm. Marred by incongruous. It's very polite. You know what well, I mean? I think the important thing here is is that eighteen year old girl has a bright future. Yeah. And uh, you know, she's got some good extracurricular activities to put on her college application. <laughs> uh some solid references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, they, they've all got great things to say about her. I mean, all they did was fuck her and, and then uh, get accused of rape, locked in a cage for this consensual sex. I mean, if you've got five to one, I don't know, man. It, some of it was on video, too. See, that was the thing. They had some video of her fucking her dad when they walked up. and so Ooh. I guess that it was, like, pretty provable, and the guy 
And now here, here's what what I've kind of said about the whole thing. Now, if you are like, uh, you know, you have a, a kid, you have a kid, daughter, whatever, you don't see her for, I don't know, her whole life. Okay. And she's 18, you're in your 30s, and you're reunited, and, and you know, and now she's just a woman. And, you know, I think that biological pull could possibly be confusing. And you might think it's just attraction. Because don't all little girls want to fuck their dads on some level? Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> at least according to the uh, websites I visit. <laughs> I've never had a kid, so I wouldn't know. But uh, they, oh, I've uh, I've, uh, I've I've definitely dated some girls that have been like, oh, all right, I see what's going on here. Someone someone in the family uh, did some bad stuff to you. Yeah, and you need to somehow like reenact get, it, do some wound fucking. Or yeah, that's weird when they do that. It it's weird. Have yeah. you ever seen that? No, man. Every woman I've been with has been pretty much pretty vanilla. I've I've got at least two or three that have definitely reenacted some very bad stuff. Yeah, you date some some women who um, are kind of. Uh, well, they, they they treat you like a doormat sometimes. I, I I've known you now for like eight years, and and uh, you you just you 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 believe on them me. over and over go, again. Go, you, go. come on. Well, it's, no, it's just that whole uh, kicking the football thing. I'm a pussy. Mean? I, mean, I get it. No, it's not that you're a pussy. You just want pussy. I think that's what it is. I don't, I, I don't know if there's school. an emotional attachment there. It's a fat kid in high school that never got any from anyone. <laughs> so like, I I just have this. Uh, this problem inside of me. I can't, I can't, uh, you know, get hung up on chicks. Yeah, that's what it is. Is It's like a low self-esteem. You're the, like the coolest guy in the world now. You, you open uh, the show for Seth Meyers. I mean, that's a, that's a, one of the primo jobs in comedy. I don't care what anybody says. And nobody would say it's not. <laughs> what are they saying? Well, you know what? I saw the, sh the have you seen the movie uh, Road Hard? No. Okay, well, it's by... Uh, Adam Carolla, okay? Okay. And uh, I donated to the movie in order to, like, uh, you know, submit that, like, maybe I would be in it or something. Like, I, it's one of those ways they got uh, funding the movie. And so uh, one of the things that you get is a T-shirt. And he sent me this enormous T-shirt uh, the size of a shower curtain and then uh, also a copy of the movie. So I watched the movie. Uh, it's about a comic who, you know, it, it, basically it's a story of him and Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel goes on to host. And then, like, he offers to let him warm up. And he's like, oh, I'll warm up. I don't want to warm up. I want to be on the show. You know, and, and it's like. Uh, he, that's he ego, been... dude. Exactly. That's, that's stupid ego, man. I get was really there. insulted by them. I'd be like, are you crazy? Do the job. Do the job. Get in the door. Let them see you. Let them like you. Let them realize you're doing the heavy lifting for them. And then, uh, you know, hopefully you get some other opportunities. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Uh, I, I guess the guy is at a different place in his career in the movie. Fuck if I know. But, like, he goes, like, I, at the beginning, even, he's like. What? Oh man, you told me eight grand. You're trying to pay me six. It's like, guys, getting six grand in the clubs. Ugh. That's not bad. Do Jesus we, Christ. Do we know this guy? Adam Carolla. Oh, uh... fictitious Adam Carolla. He's like, ah, oh, come on now. That's. <laughs> well, that's what happened. Her allegations were marred by incongruous statements. So uh... is she single? Someone I can give a call to, maybe? She sounds like a sweet girl. She's on Facebook. <laughs> That's how her dad found her. <laughs> Do you think Zuckerberg would be happy that... <laughs> you know there's one and a half billion people on Facebook. Why do you need to fuck your dad? There's a lot of people. That's a lot well, of she's, people. Well, she also fucked five other dudes, so... Yeah. She's fucking a lot of people. Well, they came along. That was like the old-fashioned way. They had to actually have a little game. I want to know if those guys were actually a gang, or it was just... You know, because 
<laughs> it's it's like, the, like, the blood, or, like the bloods in the crypts. They? And they, that's what I want to know. Or is it just because there were five guys? You're like, oh, that's a yeah, they were, we we're going to go rape a rival gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were the sharks. <laughs> a Manhattan lawyer. And this is a man who is, by his very nature, as honest as the day is long. He's accused of trying to penis a woman against her will in his Midtown well, office. What? Penis her against her will. Is, what does that mean? Penis her against her will. I mean, what? In Manhattan Supreme Court, he turned the tables on his accuser by using science to prove his innocence. He told the court, I couldn't have tried to penis this woman because he's got problems with his dick. That's attorney Dan Nelson. The defendant testified. He says, I have erectile dysfunction. Now, the only sound you ought to hear after that is a gavel banging. And case dismissed. Ipso facto. The guy couldn't have done it. He hadn't expected to get lucky that night. He didn't even bother taking his Viagra pill. So if the cunt doesn't fit, you must acquit. If the dick's not erect, the law must protect him from prosecution. But let's not rely purely on science here. Now, you've had women issues probably your whole adult life, right? Not, not ED, but yes, I've had, I've had women issues. Oh, yeah, not ED, for Christ's sake. Well, uh, he's, he's given sworn testimony here that he's impotent. Yeah, that's that's going to be a hard one to prove. But um bum no. Hard one to oh, prove. Oh, oh, oh. Hello! <laughs> oh, you penis that one right by me. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, he says he's he, you know he, it's impossible for him to commit the crime, and uh, now the uh, and, and really they should just cuff the woman at that point and take her into custody. In a perfect world, that's what would happen. But uh, it uh, look where's the fun in that, Your Honor? I dare any woman on this jury to try to get me hard. <laughs> any one of them, give it a shot. It's not gonna happen. Put your mouth on it. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yes, there's a problem. He's an impotent lawyer, a partner at Nelson and McCullough, uh, practices in the areas of copyright infringement, patent infringement, trademark infringement. Well, it's all, all he does, it's, it's all infringement. And he does pretty well. He makes 50 grand a month. Drive, oh. Drives an Aston Martin. Oh. $150,000 car. Well, this guy is, by any measure, somebody that we all would want to be. Huh? I always think that a lot of times the Post does these stories about these guys, and uh, it's like an advertisement for them. It's like a, it's it's better than a dating site, you know, because it's like this guy makes a lot of money, and you don't even have to fuck him. Uh, he downed three bottles of wine that night before meeting his accuser. Oh, there was no erection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was nothing going on there. I mean, you know, I, I wine was the first thing that I drank, uh, that I quit drinking, you know? Like, I quit drinking 15 years ago. Uh, haven't had a drink in 15 years. Uh, and uh, but the first thing I quit was in 93. So I'm in my 20, what, sixth year, 23rd year of not drinking wine. I drank a, a gallon of Ernest and Julio Gallo Burgundy on Valentine's Day in 93. And uh, boy, I just fucking the next day I woke up and I thought I was going to die. And I was having, I had these like, uh, I don't I, I look, I don't, Please, you know, send the kids out of the room. But I started farting, and uh, these farts were long, and it was like a, a hand dryer. You know what I mean? It was like about that hot, long as a broom handle, as they say. Well, oh, I, like I never, that. Want, never wanted that to happen again. I like that uh, this was the moment you said, send the kids out of the room. <laughs> you opened with gang rape. <laughs> it was There was no gang rape. 
Uh, uh, Mom and Dad, I'm going to talk about farts for a few seconds, so you might want to. <laughs> well, we'll get back to the rape and the father fucking in a second, but right now, farts? Farts made you stop drinking? It's, yeah, farts. This guy was on a disastrous uh, date here. Um, Nelson Oof. was a, nothing worse than that. He said the date had infuriated him, uh, and the prosecutor asked him in court, do you have anger issues related relating to women? I do, he said. Now, let's, let's just okay, pause so to assess this developing situation. He's a heterosexual. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a natural. One thing I never do on this show, no matter what, I don't play Monday morning quarterback, first of all, it's offseason. Most importantly, it would compromise my integrity as a journalist. I don't make judgments. <laughs> I never have. Impartial military is the cornerstone of But uh, he's angry at women. He drank three bottles of wine. He's on a disastrous date. I think I would have taken the Viagra. Light the fuse. <laughs> see, see what happens, right? Well, it's a good thing he didn't. But he was questioned about uh, events from earlier in the night. So we get a feel for, like, what's going on. Now, this is, uh, this, is this you know, attorney. His name's, last name is Nelson. What's his first name? Do you remember? Dan Nelson. There's a lot of Dans in the world, and this is one of them. Now, he's out. He's uh, he's He's on a date. It doesn't go well. And now I don't know. It described an incident from earlier in the night, and it, I don't know if it's it's a woman besides the accuser. But I don't know if it was a disastrous date or just some other woman he ran into mm. and bothered because he's all over the place. Uh, so we're discussing this trial. So after bragging, uh, here he is. Uh, the, the prosecutor reports on this conversation with this other woman. After bragging about his thirty-five thousand dollar watch, he repeatedly called her grandmother a whore. <laughs> uh, it's called a neg. I like his game. It's like a take no prisoners kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by the story. I want to hang out with this guy. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm thinking like, where can I hang out with Dan Nelson? Yeah. I'd like to hang out with a guy whose opening line is, "Your grandma's a who." <laughs> I don't know, man. The woman, the woman left when he refused to stop. So it's like it's good. Either get with me or get the fuck out of the bar. He says, "I don't recall doing that." He testified that he met his accuser at Bull McCabe's bar in the East Village. You know where that is? No. He arrived after drunkenly text messaging about 10 other women. Still, the Post reports, he and the woman agreed to go to, uh, they agreed to to, to go to to the the office of his law firm where the conference room happened to be equipped with a $5,732 Murphy bed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's clear what he had in mind. Turned out this woman was that other woman's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I you know, and I can see bragging about the watch. It's a lot of money, but the exact dollar amount of the five thousand seven hundred thirty dollar, thirty two dollar Murphy bed. I mean, uh, uh, this guy. I mean, when do you stop impressing us? Well, here's here's my problem with this ED defense. Why was he texting ten other women? It sounds like he might have lit the fuse. And uh, mm-hmm. well, I mean, maybe he uh, just desperately uh, flailing around, you know, with these old fuck buddies. Well, you know, you know, when a woman's most uh, unattractive is uh, when you don't have an erection. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> I hate you. Get out of my house. You're right about that. And that's exactly how it went. Because, they, you know, they tried to, they, they, you know, she mocked his dysfunction as they be- they began trying to have sex. And and he and the post reports that she mocked his sexual dysfunction. She said to me, "Is there a problem?" I got upset. He told jurors, "I thought she was taunting me because I couldn't get an erection." Yeah, there's a problem. The problem is we need a better Murphy bed. And your grandmother's a whore. I go right at them. If that's the case, you got to be like, "Yeah, you're not that hot." 
<laughs> You're exactly right. I'm really trying to imagine someone better looking. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't hear. Look, I've never had this problem, right? It just doesn't happen to me. But if it, whenever it does, what I do is. You start a rape, you finish it. I say, uh, yeah. She says, is there a problem? I go, well, you know what? I didn't, I don't want to say anything. You smell bad. And, uh, some, it's just not right. Have you had her checkup? Because I'm probably going to go to the doctor now <laughs> just, just to make sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It just doesn't smell fine. That's all. I think I'm going to be sick. Will you stay and take care of me? You, Look, don't, you don't notice that? Please get <laughs> Can you pick me up a Sprite? <laughs> if I give you $200, will you go get me a Sprite? I think that's a good way to get rid of her. You might not have to pay her. I tell you, this is a... Uh, how did he not expect to get lucky with all that sweet game? $35,000 watch. Mm. And you can't get laid. He admitted to... He said he went a different way. He got violent. He admitted he, he angrily grabbed her arm and hair. He pushed her towards the door. He says, at first she wouldn't budge. Yes, women will do this. I don't understand that. Do you understand that? Things are not going well. Why would you want to stay? Yeah, they do that. They don't you want to hang around and keep not getting fucked. I've had a few girls uh, weeping in my doorway. <laughs> if I'm gonna go to bed. Are you gonna <laughs> oh, just weep in that doorway? I feel like they should sign it now and just be like, <laughs> I "Cried in this doorway." It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, there's been times when you go like, "Well, we've already disagreed four times, and uh, we don't even know each other. Why don't you just call it a night? You know, I'll walk you out." And they're like, <laughs> "I, I mean, it's." They're not taking the loss, man. They don't want to get the hook. Well, she lunged away from me, he said, and uh, twisted around, at which time her dress tore and came off in my hand, and her wig came off. She had a wig? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this story really gets kind Oh, no. Well, it gets a little bit who comical. Pe- who penis too? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, she... I yeah, and she went outside with her torn dress and her no wig. This is about as oh, naked as it gets. Oh boy! And uh, she said that she testified. She changed her mind about about the one night stand and that he choked her. Um, so I guess her version is that he uh, could get her up. I guess I, I guess it's, it, it, it it's the violence is what she's talking about. It's not so much the I guess he not he says he couldn't have raped her. I guess she's accusing him of rape too. Well. Uh, that's that's the story of Dan Nelson. And well, he's a, he's he's a, there's a couple of videos of him just like talking about shit on on YouTube, and he's a really boring dude. I mean, more boring than me. How old? He's probably thirty something. They're forty. Oh, yeah. I'm, maybe. Gonna, I'm gonna chase out later. You could t- yeah yeah yeah. You should, I'll send you the link. You could totally. Uh, I, I'm oh, pretty sure that he would. Dan he'd be like, what you do comedy? All bang, right, I'm gonna yeah. bang around with Dan Nelson. You guys could become the best of friends. You're damn right I will. I'll yeah. play that card. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go fishing for him. I'll bring back some girls with wigs. <laughs> he likes the wigs. Anytime you, uh, yeah, anytime. Your grandma's a whore. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not going to work. I. We don't know the context, though. Her grandmother, first of all, might be a whore. That's, who knows? Maybe her grandmother's a Nazi. I would imagine it probably went like this. Oh, my grandmother had five husbands. She was married five times. And then Dan was like, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of guys she was married to. Your grandmother got around. What are you trying to say? Yeah. Your fucking grandmother, just go back to your horror grandmother. Since, uh, it seems like recently, 
Former Governor Elliot Spitzer was on the cover of the tabloids, oh. accused of choking a young woman in his $1,000 a night corner suite at the plaza. Why? Why would he do that? Why would the ex-governor do that? Well, the narrative went because he was filled with some romantic notion that he and the 25-year-old vixen were supposed to be together. Yet she told him she was going back to her native Russia. And so Spitzer, ever the romantic, in pain, consumed with rage, choked her, etc., well, Svetlana Travis is a former... Svetlana. Svetlana. Uh-huh. $5,000 a night hooker. And Spitzer is a guy who likes to pay for sex and fuck with his socks on. And her story <laughs> strains credulity. And this is why I refuse to believe an accuser because it's trendy. I mean, this lady, I said, she, I speculated she's probably a, a prostitute the first day this happened. And, and, and all the media's like, oh my God, this poor girl. Spitzer did this too because she's going back to are you kidding me this guy was in a marriage for a long time that marriage is over he's not a romantic guy he did have a girlfriend yeah he did and uh, and then she broke up with him because uh, the hooker yeah that'll do it I agree with you I don't I don't I don't trust this Russian broad one bit no she's well she's already gone back to Russia she gave up on this whole thing Uh, the first time the cops came out she's like uh you know, everything's fine. Like That's what Spitzer said. He came to the door. He said, everything's fine. She called, said, no need to come back. They came back anyway. They see blood. She said she cut herself. She's you know, trying to kill myself and blah, blah, blah. Went to the hospital. That's when she said he hit her. And uh, it just doesn't seem like that happened. You could piece this together pretty easily. I mean, I think I think we're all adults. We all know the story. Yeah. He's with a hooker. Mm-hmm. She tries to blackmail him. Mm-hmm. He's not thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he got physical with her. And then the cops come, and then he caved, paid her off. Then she went to Russia. I don't think so. I don't think. It, I don't think so at all. I think that uh, uh, if that's true, why did she accuse him at the hospital? That's when she accused him. She refused to press charges, though. She went back to Russia. She she backed off this. Well, uh, yeah, I know. And Spitzer went to the hospital too. Yeah, he went to, oh, you think he delivered the money there? I don't know. He definitely went to the hospital. Yeah, he, he was seen there with his with his uh, yarmulke. Uh, I like the guy. I'm I, I do too. I'm, I'm a, a fan. fan. I believe me. I'm behind him 100. percent And I Listen. don't think he had to blackmail her. I don't think he was doing anything wrong. He's, he just like wants a hooker, and they're like, "Look, she's she probably had to blackmail." Just like, "Look, I'm a hooker," you know. And he's just like, "Look, okay. I feel like I, I feel like I'm an expert in this area." Uh, I Elliot, I too have fallen for a few hookers. Have you really? <laughs> you know, I, I had mean. no idea. You you been with hookers? Yeah, the girls are they're pretty fucking close to hookers. You ever paid for sex? No. Hmm. I'm not against it. It's going to come to that day soon, but uh, just haven't. You'd but save yourself a lot of trouble because the ones that you pay show up. <laughs> that's an applause break. That was a great joke. That was a great joke. That's just funny because it's true. Yeah, that's why, that's why it's an applause break. That well, was this, great. Guy, this woman had been thrown out of an apartment before. Uh, men going in and out all day of that apartment. And her oh, was it? I was going to say, it's like, were we talking about the apartment? Yeah, and uh, uh, she shared a, a, guy, a lease with a guy named Paul Nips. So these things all happen. Uh, she fell behind the rent. <laughs> fell behind $6,000. How does a $5,000 a night hooker get $6,000 behind on rent? She caught a cold. Took a few nights off. <laughs> Called in sick. Not only is she a whore, her work ethic sucks. <laughs> well, everything's a little different for the rich. Uh, that that plaza, I mean, you know, you ever stayed a night in the plaza? No, but uh, we're... No, where where is the plaza? Plaza's up like midtown near the park. I once uh, received a blowjob in a hallway of the plaza. 
uh, how did how did that happen? I mean, were you did you know the person staying there? New Year's Eve. There was a New Year's Eve party. I was at the the plaza for it, and uh, there were some girls from Texas. Uh, and uh, you know, I wasn't feeling too great, but one of the Texas girls wanted me to walk her back to her room. And uh, we got back to the room, and her friends were all in there, and they wouldn't let me in. So we were, were in the hallway, and she just says, "Hey, here we go." They they wouldn't let you in, but they but they would. It's like, okay, go ahead and suck his dick in the hall. We're not gonna let this happen. I don't think she gave him the game plan. I think she tried to to bring me in the room, and they were like, "You're not bringing a boy in here." Oh my well, god! You weren't gonna stop this broad. She was going to blow someone in the plaza in New York City because this was her vacation, too. I'm going to suck a dick, damn it. <laughs> that's great. Well, you see, that that's the great thing about tourists is that sometimes it gets to be that last night of vacation and nothing has happened yet. They, they need want a that, story. They want that New York experience. Oh, boy. And and blow in a comic uh, <laughs> for some of them in the, in the hallway of a plaza hotel. Well, that's perfect. Well, that's an expensive place. But there's downtown Tribeca. There's a couple. And and like I said, everything's different. If if you have enough money, even something as fundamental and universal as beating your wife, this man arrested felony assault, sixty nine year old Joseph Botkier of Tribeca, accused of spousal clobbering during a boozy lobby brawl. Husband and sixty seven year old wife Maria got into a physical struggle over a purse. I mean, <laughs> this isn't a. This isn't backhanding or in a wife beater because you know, didn't bring the dinner or some shit. They got into a tussle over the purse. You think you think you just heard? Can you hold my purse one too many times? And he was like, "No, bitch, I can't. How about that? Can your face hold this purse?" Just fucking lost it. That's great. Yeah, I noticed this since I've been married. I am spending a lot more time holding this a second. Mm. Uh, Maria Botkier insisted to the post that she was the aggressor, not her husband. Maria said, I was attacking him and everything, beating him up, kicking him, uh, ripping his pants apart. He just didn't know what to do. So he just grabbed his purse that was on the seats and just, like, wanted me to stop. And unfortunately, he hit me over the forehead like a heavy piece of metal. Uh, now, by the way, Joseph Botkier, you should understand, he's the former chief operating officer of his daughter's handbag line. So for a bag big, a purse is perfect to pound the bag. But a pricey Prada purse... With a metal clasp came to hand, and that's what Joe used to swing away around 12.45 a.m. When the pie-eyed couple returned to Two River Terrace, that's the luxury building where they live, and Leo DiCaprio has two condos there. I hope he didn't see this. That might be what sparked the violence, she won't say. Maybe she was... He has two two apartments? Two condos there, he owns them. I mean, he's got a few bucks. Doing all right? I mean... You know, he, he he's he could probably hang out with Dan Nelson. Uh, I'm a fan of Leo, man. I like the way he runs through those models. He doesn't take any shit off anybody. Nope. And uh, yeah, that, that, you know what? Uh, he, he I wonder. He probably never talk, calls anybody's grandmother a whore either. I would imagine. I imagine he says whatever he wants. <laughs> she refused to say what sparked the violence. Maria did. She she gave an interview to the Post. Uh, they can't see each other for a while. This this couple, the Botkiers, are well. They're separated by the law. You know how they do that kind of shit. Once you uh, hit your wife in the face with a verse and c- make her bleed, it caused a gash over her right eye. She needed three stitches. Three stitches. Well, oh, the only reason boy. she needed stitches because she just had plastic surgery. Now it gets richer and richer. Really? Yeah. She had oh pre-existing facial issues, according to her attorney. Oh. Cosmetic surgery caused her eye to split open, and they will give that testimony. 
to the grand jury. There's no way he'll be, he'll be indicted, according to Spiro, the attorney. So maybe it's going to be okay. Unfortunately, there was a 32 caliber semi-automatic handgun found uh, in one well, that came and searched the house, you know. And they took the gun, and there's no way he's getting out of that. Criminal possession of a weapon. This poor old guy looks just like Larry Tate. Uh, and, you know, it sucks. And and the wife wants it to be over. She says, look, I don't want any of this. I don't want to press charges, but they, they must go forward. And that is too bad. The bag big. Well, violence against children is just, it's one of the more cringy crimes that we talk about. The only thing people care about more is a dog, maybe a cat, uh, or like, uh, you know, in certain situations, people get very sentimental about uh, teenagers, you know, if they have problems. When a New York babysitter is accused of burning a toddler's hands so severely that he may need surgery, all because she was frustrated that he wouldn't wash the syrup off his hands. Yeah, next time, she was like, hey, fuck, go fuck up the couch. I hope those were some good waffles, though. So this was a nanny. This was a, a New York babysitter, not a nanny. This was in Queens. Yeah. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a... My next question. Probably a relative. Um, uh, Douglas, uh, 20. This is the woman. Yvette Douglas. She's 20-year-old. Now, you ever babysit for like, relatives or anything like that? No. No, I'm not. You've never been yeah. responsible for a child Hell no. for an hour or two? No. I have nieces and nephews, but I don't babysit. Do They They don't ask you, I guess. No. Is they they, tell they don't ask Uncle Ryan. Like, I, it's you're a you bad idea. Mind. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, like, I don't know how hot water is supposed to be and stuff. Well, she, uh, it's, he pulled a pot of boiling water off the stove. That was her original story. It didn't go over, so. Um, she she later changed it to, like, a, well, I fucking burned his hands. Yeah, I can see. It, well, I don't know how you could get the water this hot without heating it up. Mm. The toddler's hands became red. The skin sagged. Ew. And uh, so he suffered burns to both sides of his hands. He may require surgery. As a babysitter, the defendant. Had an obligation to provide a safe environment for the child, blah, 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 keep him safe from harm. No dogs were injured. Now, uh, <laughs> now the death of a baby in Staten Island who was left in the care of a babysitter and her boyfriend has been ruled a homicide. The medical examiner says 16-month-old uh, Anthony Delgado died from blunt force injuries to his head and torso. Now, this is killing a baby. The babysitter, 31-year-old Gloria Fields, now faces numerous charges, including second-degree murder, seven counts of assault, uh, first degree, aggravated sexual abuse, sexual abuse, and two counts of acting acting in a manner injurious to a child less than 17. Found in cardiac arrest in his apartment building on Steuben Street in Shaolin, the Forgotten Borough. It says here she was a very loving mother to her son. I can't say anything bad about her. It's a shock. It's a neighbor. The neighbors, they don't always know anything. Oh, boy. Happy baby. Good baby. Really cute baby. The cutest baby ever, said Crystal Robles, a family friend. That's a great quote. She got baby in there four times. Happy baby. Good baby. Really cute baby. The cutest baby ever. You having kids, man? I don't know. I mean, I mean, no, of course not. No. I don't know. It's a fair (laughs) question. No, it's not. I don't know. No, I mean, I just never would do that. I mean, like, uh. I don't think uh, I would like it. Dozens, uh, no. Apparently, you don't have to like it. These women didn't like it very much either. <laughs> they didn't like it. Uh, they, they, they've. Look, you, I'm not saying you could find a, the best babysitter in the world, but I guess this is a couple here. Maybe one that won't murder your child. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. And it goes on and on here now. Her 53-year-old boyfriend has 25 prior arrests. And, and uh, you know. 25. That, yeah. Uh, arrest. That doesn't really mean anything. You don't know what that means. This uh, this other guy, though. We had another guy down there this last week. Um, he, he burned a kid in, in a tub. And they reversed his conviction because the kid didn't testify. He testified through a surgeon that was at the, in the ER. And then they fucking reversed it back again. He's got to go finish his sentence. Sounded to me like it was an accident. He just like the kid was in the tub, went to go smoke a cigarette. Next thing you know, the kid's feet are burned, and he's going to prison for twenty fucking years oh over God. some burned feet. Well, is this this guy's priors? Does he have a lot of priors? Oh, they didn't mention him, so I'm sure that the, probably not. It didn't seem to be part of the story. His prior, yeah, he's burned the feet of many children prior. Well, you know, I just think kids need to behave better. Yeah, I mean. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're a parent, shouldn't you be reading them these stories? Do you remember how you didn't wash your hands the other day? Well, there was another little boy in Queens who didn't wash his hands. You want to hear what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Well, here's another one in school. A oh. New York City school teacher accused of abusing a student, now under arrest, and apparently it's not the first charge levied against him. 53-year-old Amson Kui. Guilty. Facing charges of assault and acting in a manner injurious to a child. The latest incident involves a seven-year-old boy allegedly thrown across the hallway at PS 194 in Harlem. It's what officials say is the fifth time he's been accused of abusing a student. Why is he still there? Teachers union, man. Yeah, but I mean, they, they, they should have in the rubber room. You know what I mean? That's usually what they do. Like around the third incident, you're like, yeah, maybe Those, let's get him out of the classroom. The rooms are getting too full. Hmm. They got to start uh, setting standards. What three times? That's nothing. Put him back to work. Like that's good old fashioned discipline. I don't trust the schools. This woman. Oh, what's this guy's name again? This guy's name is uh, Amson Kui. Oh yeah, those. You know exactly what those liberals did. They were like, well, things are different where he's from. Oh, yeah. His culture is different, so we shouldn't rush to judgment. Yeah. Hong Kong Fui. Uh it's uh that's exactly what if it they was, said. If it was Dan Nelson, I'll tell you what would have happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they he couldn't have gotten it up, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what, seven year old your grandmother's a whore. Uh they they there was a guy who, who um beat up his wife till she died with uh a laundry stick because she didn't prepare goat for him. That was a story uh I think two thousand fourteen. Probably one of the one of the funniest murders ever, and the argument was like in his culture, this is normal. This he didn't mean to kill her. He just like he was aiming for like a regular beating because she didn't make the goat, and then she she called him a motherfucker. And you don't understand in his culture, that's some serious shit. So in his mind, he had the right to do this. So therefore, he didn't intend to commit a crime, and so that was that's what they floated. Um, yeah, it didn't work. Oh, I was going to say, did he get off? He didn't. We're, we live in a, in a liberal bubble here, but I, I think there's limits. And when it's violence against a woman, that's when people go, hey, we got to stop this liberal shit. What if I adopted that culture? <laughs> Me, personally. Your and, Honor, she didn't make my goat correctly. <laughs> she made me some kind of rice. I oh, don't God. like the goat well done with my kale. I don't. <laughs> I wanted a goat salad. And uh, frankly, this bitch... Be tripping. I think that. Do you think you could choke down Islam in order just to have the privilege of beating women? Here's my conflict. Uh, I don't agree with those boys in the Middle East about a lot of things, mm-hmm. 
But uh, after dealing with some of the women I've dealt with, I'm like, yeah, they got some points. Give it a shot. I mean, what's, you know, yeah. the, the, th- the worst part is the, the clothes. A judge ordered Monday that a foul-mouthed Bronx man has to face federal charges for telling the IRS to go fuck yourself. You, see, that's where we're losing freedom of speech. This Mike Ward, a comedian up in Canada. Have you heard about this guy? No. He made I, fun I, of a kid. Yeah, what happened? Who has uh, some kind of degenerative thing that makes him ugly. And uh, that's, you know, basically it. And and now the kid's a public figure. He went and sang for the Pope. He uh, became an, uh, some kind of, I guess, international sensation. Everybody cared. I don't remember. It was five, six years ago or something. And uh, he was supposed to be dead, I guess. You know, it's like this thing's... But he didn't die. And so and so Mike Ward's, you know, take on it was like, look, I was behind this guy. I supported him. I cheered for him. I, I, I felt bad for any... Any kind of, uh, you know, abuse that he took. But you know what? Now he hasn't died. He was supposed to die. Let's kill him. And he, well, he didn't say let's kill him because I would kill him myself. And it's obviously a joke. He's making humor. He's not trying to incite the world to go kill sure. this kid. Sure. Yes. Poor comedian. delivery on my yeah. part. Yeah. Yo, no, no, I get it. He's a comedian. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, a Canadian comedian. If this is how this is all you have to do to be edgy in Canada. <laughs> Make fun of an ugly kid. Well, this kid's family... They somehow got him in front of some kind of a uh, three-judge panel. What is it that they call that? Like a kangaroo court or something. But they want top chef eighty thousand. They want eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand dollars. What they that's going to make them whole? They're, it's like it's not exactly a lawsuit. Um, it's like there's a. I I really don't get it. It's basically like you can't say what the fuck you want. I mean, it doesn't sound to me like. And then their defense was like, well, this is it's in the regular like kind of comedy. It's just like comedy. But uh, I don't think it should have to be funny. I think you should be able to say anything you want, and it doesn't have to be fucking funny. Well, comedy is, is subjective, and what people laugh at is subjective. And if you're a comedian and you're in the environment that you're going for comedy, then there should be uh, an understanding uh, of what you're doing. I think if I'm walking down the street and I see that kid, and I'm like, I can't believe this fucking guy. I'm not trying to be funny. Why is he? This makes me mad. You should be able to say all that. Now, they had a the kid uh, quoted. He gave a statement at some point. I don't know. They interviewed him. I think it was the kid. If it's not, it's a kid who must have the same thing. But he says, you know, I think that you you know you can say anything that you want. You should be able to say the words and make fun of people with disabilities, but it must always be done with complete respect. Wow, well, fuck you! On. I don't respect you. I don't even know you. What, what does that mean? Now that's your interpretation of what respect is. You can't set standards that no one knows. Yeah, how about you're a child and you don't have a place making a comment about the law? <laughs> I mean, look. Uh, it's not about cruelty. I would never make fun of a, of a kid like that. I don't, I don't even, I have nothing to do with it. I mean, I might, but I, I, generally speaking, making fun of disease victims and stuff like that is not really my game. Uh, I just think people should get to say what they want. I think people can say what they want. Fuck that should be able to stuff. That's the problem is we start saying should be able to. Well, you know, the, Fuck the, that. The, the, the late great Patrice O'Neill actually uh when he came to defense of michael richards what he said was you for comedy you got to say the wrong thing before you say the right thing so you should be able to say whatever you want you can't find funny unless you make a few mistakes wow i didn't know he said that well i don't i think he he said it in a different manner but (laughs) 
Yeah, he probably said it a little a little different. And and, and he might have been a motherfucker or two in there. I remember him saying like, "Nah, he fucked up when he apologized." Is what he said that he should have just said like, "I was trying to do like some kind of Lenny Bruce shit or something." <laughs> makes sense. I think. Uh, yeah, I. The thing about Michael Richards was, I was like, that guy is frustrated. I've seen it. I've been it. I've been that. I've been in that position. I didn't do what he did, but I've been that angry, mm-hmm. and. It should happen to him all the time because he doesn't really have an act that's going to work anymore. And if he ever gets in front of a crowd that isn't, you know, sucking his dick because he's Kramer, well, it's going to be rough because, you know, he hasn't done stand-up since Fridays. Well, why doesn't he just go home and count his money? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. You're getting heckled? Go. Go count your money. What are you doing? It's a good question. You know, and, and, and here's one thing that I did like, though. He went on Letterman along with, uh, with uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah it's the, <laughs> he's the comedy uh, pope. Was uh, kind of smirked, the smirked the whole time. It was great. And Jerry, goes, I don't think it's funny. Just no, it's not funny. Like people in the audience are laughing at Michael Richards because he just can't not be funny. That's a comic in a way, but I don't respect his stand up. I don't know what he does. I'm sure it's funny. I don't even know that he is a stand up. I thought he was just an actor who's given it a whirl. Yeah, I mean, he he used to appear on on stage like doing characters and shit like that. I remember him like playing with all his army men and stuff back when it was funny to just see a grown man acting like a kid. Do you think that uh, Jonathan Winters was ever funny? His improv? Anything. Uh, yeah, I liked him on TV. I saw him uh, when they would they would introduce him, you know, and, they would, and, and like Steve Allen or some shit. Mm. What he does is amazing. He just makes it up as he goes along in this brilliant comedy mind. It's constant, creative, regenerating. He can turn anything into, he can fill in all the details himself. He can take something as simple as, well, we'll say a stick, and he happens to have a stick, and he says, stick, well, we'll watch him work his magic, and he hands him a stick, and so, you know, he starts, he uses it like he pretends it's a rod and reel for a second, you know, and uh, all these fucking assholes in the 50s and shit are laughing at him, and, uh, oh, that's a, he holds it up to his ear, hello? <laughs> I just don't think it's, I know it's primitive, that's all. Primitive. And there's a limit to how much yes anding I can do um, without laughing. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I, I never thought my. Now, one time I saw Jonathan Winters and, and Robin Williams together on a panel on Letterman, and I thought I was going to slip my wrists. Now, there's now, a whole lot of not funny going on. Now, what you need to do is get yourself down to the UCB and see how it's really done. Uh, yes. Just, I've never met more gracious audiences than they'll sit there for. 18 minutes, not one laugh on the edge of their seats waiting for the moment when they're supposed to laugh. Mm. And then someone will say something like a word they know, like, I was sleuthing. And then it's like, ah, he said sleuthing. <laughs> That's the secret word. Oh, it's, it's just such a... Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, that being said, I'll be performing at UCB next week. Yeah. One thing I one thing I do, I like the UCB East. I think that's fun. I mm-hmm. think that that's a good stand-up stage. And I also like uh, when they have the, uh, at the UCB, they have Whiplash. And that's a stand-up show. Sure, yeah. That is, um, uh, what is it they say? Par excellence. They have like uh, Louis C.K. Yeah. shows up there. Jim Gaffigan shows up there. I show up there occasionally. If I'm booked, I don't get to just show up. Uh, it's a great show. You ever been to it, Whiplash? No, but uh, I know it's a great show. But improv guys don't necessarily like stand-ups oh no they don't no they don't at all they think that we're cheating because sometimes we you know write something funny and then say it more than once now i've i've been guilty of doing a joke for 15 years i i I, you know whatever i bet you it's a damn good joke it's evolved and i would imagine if i saw you and i was a fan and you didn't do the joke i'd be disappointed you'd be going free bird free bird why isn't he playing free bird 
uh, I think the the vaginas joke I have is probably the Love oldest it. thing I have. Love and it. Yeah, and and it's evolved. It changes all the time, and I don't care. There's always new punchlines in it. It's always a new experience. I don't give a shit. People laugh. I get paid my twenty five dollars, and I go home, and I eat my denty more stew. I've, I actually, I'm switching to denty less. <laughs> I borrowed that joke from myself. Here's the thing, though. Uh, you're right about that. And but if you take an improv class, it really helps your stand up. Yeah, I've I've taken those classes. I just think UCB they're very uh, high on themselves. You know, uh, what, what do I? Oh, improv. You want to know what improv is? Mm. Takes five guys to find a joke, and when they do, it was an accident. <laughs> That's what improv is. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. But those are the guys who break out. It seems you know they do break they? out. They some I, of them do. That's I just the, they're just stacking up improv performers over at UCB, just like bags of shit. Like cordwood. Yeah, they're just they're not they're not going anywhere. <laughs> One guy gets on SNL. That's great. There's another thirty that are going nowhere. The magnet Theater. Uh, now there's a place. I like the Magnet. The Magnet I, is is I, of all of them I've been to. I think it's I've been to UCB and I've taken it one other place. And I think that the the, the Magnet Theater gets it right. Uh, really good. There's a guy named. Uh, Oh fuck! What's his name? Well, it's Rick. His name is Rick. I mm. can't. I can't believe I can't think of his last name. I'm sure he's a dedicated listener. <laughs> but um, great teacher, improv, whatever, magnet, go there and 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 try it. Actually, I, I like Second City. I like the Pit. Uh, I like Magnet. I think they're those are a little more uh, uh, upstarts. There's something with UCB. I remember when I tried to. I, I had. I took a couple of classes there, mm-hmm. and, and I tried to change it, and and it, I was like. One hour late, uh, past a deadline or something. They're like, "No, well, then they charge me for this whole other class that I, that they know I didn't go to," and then uh, it just it, it's just the way they are. They're like they try to be as Nazi as they possibly fucking. Well, can. I get I get a lot of uh people that will email me and they'll say I've just graduated UCB. And I'm like, no, you didn't. There's no there's no enrollment. There's no graduation. Did you walk? You gave them money and they gave you a receipt. That's what happened. <laughs> and they're like uh. So my improv teachers, and they tell them this now, my improv teachers tell me if I want to make some money, I should do stand-up. I'm like, what? Make some money. <laughs> yeah, just a little extra money till I make it as an improv artist. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we do. It's like what a job it? on The Office or something. It doesn't exist anymore. What's a show that would have improvs on it now? Uh, improvisers. Uh, you know, improv, improv has changed a lot, I think, since it was those you know guys since then. Since they're just, oh, ah, that's a, hmm. They would just say anything. I just don't think it's funny to just say anything. Look, stand-up is the best thing that there is. There's there's always, it's always live and different and stuff like that. It delivers. Uh, it, I don't it, need, it delivers, that is true. I've seen good improv before, but to be good at improv, you need to be doing like 20 years. Like it takes uh, an incredible amount of time to develop those tools. I, I fell for an improv show that I never should have fallen for, and I can't believe that I did, and it shows how good they can sell it sometimes. But this is sometimes, but this this woman, she's a friend of my, the girl I was seeing at the time. And that's how I knew her. And she's like, this great, oh my God, this show is incredible. You would love it. You have to come. Bring Carmen. I don't have any tickets for comps right now. But just if you want to buy the tickets, it's fine. You should, it's an incredible show. And I'm like, okay. And it was Shakespearean improv. And I'm like, okay. So I go there. And as soon as they start, I get this, oh my God, I can't believe I thought this would be good. They're doing st- improv in Shakespearean style, just using that fucking Shakespeare. I, I, first of all, I, I don't really like Shakespeare that much. What lights break through yonder window? <laughs> right. And they make like a reference to, you know, like whatever, the, the, the plays and shit like that. And it's just fucking awful. 
Just awful. So it's basically just recognition. Out, oh, damn spot. Oh, that's Macbeth. Yes. Yeah. And that's what they're all laughing at because they all just studied it. And we don't give a shit. Oh, man. It was, it was the most unfunny shit that I've ever seen. And I hate everybody who liked that's it. That's saying a lot. You've seen my act, so I feel. <laughs> I've seen the guy who opens for you. <laughs> a two-year-old girl was killed in a Brooklyn house fire Tuesday when she was left alone by her mother, who was out working as a stripper. Oh, what what club did she work at? She's, uh, <laughs> she's, did, I, did I hear the wrong part of that story? <laughs> so this lady made a lot of money that night. She made $980 all in ones, tips she earned from her night of dancing in a gentleman's club. So I guess it was like a good news, bad news kind of night. Mm. Oh boy, what what club? Do we know a club? Let me see uh, if it's in here. I don't think they included the club, which is too bad. It really seems like they should, right? Maybe they thought that would be well. Okay, first of all, she lives in Bedsty, Bedlam, no. Crivescent, dead kid at the body of this girl found hours after the fire was put out because you know, she left her alone at home, two years old, not quite old enough. That's just not quite old. You'd be, you might be better off with one of those. Babysitters, it's going to burn her hands up. You know, at least she wouldn't. At least, you know. It's a valid point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're damned if you do, and you're dead if you don't. Well, uh, where can we find you, uh, sir? Where are you, you going to be performing in a, in a place that I can tell people about? I guess. Okay, well, actually, uh, uh, I have a, uh, a podcast series that's coming out. Maybe we could talk about that. That's great. I didn't know you. you you're recording a podcast. No. Yes, it's not out yet. It's not. Uh, it's uh, being backed by the uh, Ethical Capitalism Group, and the name of the podcast is uh, Main Street Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah, I hear. What, I hear what you're talking about. This is going to be perfect timing for when Trump gets elected, and you are ready. You're really just, poised to get Missouri listening to you. It's just Wall Street's a scam. That's all it is. I mean, you know that. I know that. But this is this is these these are uh, uh, Oxford professors coming in who hate me because I'm trying to make jokes and they're talking about you know the economy. This sounds great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's real fun. This so is the last guy like we had if, in. It'd be like if I had legit guests on. Dude, this last guy that came in, uh, he is the he's a commander in the order of the British Empire. It's, that's who this guy is. And uh, I go, hey, I, I didn't even know that was a. I don't a even thing. know what it is. Yeah, it's a thing. So I said, hey, man, is that tough to put on a Starbucks cup? <laughs> nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> I got a Delpio for the commander in the order of the British Empire. Delpio. <laughs> nothing. This guy hated me. What the fuck? Man, well, they're humorless over there in England. They're just Ugh. humorless people. There was a, an English lady who had a kid, and she happened to hear. She left it uh, alone in a room for a few minutes, and they, I don't know what it is about these kid stories. They keep coming up, but then the, the maid discovered the kid, and then they fucking sent this lady back to England without her kid. Oh, my God. And then the fucking foster parent who took the kid actually took this kid to a some kind of gay porno bingo. Gay porno bingo. And that, that was the foster kid. I think I found my just uh, next date spot. Gay would, porno bingo. <laughs> I would bet that uh, it's probably it's Scores that way. Scores isn't in Brooklyn. Why is it in there's No, Scores is now Sapphires, and that's on the... Uh, uh, oh, I know where that Upper is. Upper side. Yeah, that's that way I tell you. Or so I've heard. This, <laughs> that I walk by it all the time. That guy uh, who got his watch stolen, um, $450,000 watch, and he's got a watch dealer. This is in the 100000 It makes this guy's $35,000 watch. Dan Nelson is a fucking lightweight compared to this guy. And the guy got his watch. He was in from, from like, uh, L.A. Look, if you've got a really nice watch 
and like a really nice watch. And we got a lot of rich people who listen to the show, like really super wealthy, just like you will with Main Street. And um, they, you should know this. Don't take your watch to the strip club like that. Don't fuck around. Don't get. If you're a basketball player, a lot of NBA players listen to the show. Stop bringing horrors back. To t- I, I, they'll do anything you want, but then you're going to go to sleep. And then they're going to take all your stuff. I've often said if you're going to go home with a stripper, you hold her all night long. Because <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> you're going to wake up to an empty apartment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are a sticky-fingered bunch. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't know. I mean, it's hard to get a... I mean, a stripper's going to go home with you if she thinks she can steal from you. That's it. It's not, it's not about the uh, sex, right? I got a, a comic I know. He had a, a hooker, and uh, he had to take a shit. He made her clap the whole time he was in the bathroom. <laughs> Make sure she didn't walk off with uh, any of his stuff. Yeah. Wow. That's... <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? And it's 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 uh, you're not, you're not a reputable people. You uh, and a lot of hookers listen to the show too. No offense, but I tell you something. That guy walking around bragging about his thirty five thousand dollar watch, Dan, Dan Nelson. Dan, get your shit together, man. You're Dan, right. we're gonna hang, man. <laughs> Dan, we're hanging out, man. Yeah, Ryan Reese hanging out with Dan Nelson. I like if if we can broker that, and and you guys can have like a play date and go out and get some la- uh, ladies. Hell yes. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll all go to like a, you know, what's the what's a club? The I don't know where do you go? Meatpacking district? Go down there and find uh, some. Yeah. Now I'm a married man. I would never go down. You saw a man you're, you're practically yeah. You're you're close enough to it. No, I am married. I know, but this is the yeah. Oh 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 right. Close no, by, no. man. I don't know. To me, she's always close by. She's never far. She's always like two inches taller than me, and angry. She's angry. People say they're annoying wife. No, this one. She's mean. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm, uh, one of these days, there's going to be a true cry for help. It's not going that well. What a, you used to be beautiful. What happened <laughs> to you? Back in the day. I had a breakup. Pat gave me a very simple advice. This was, He called me to give me this advice, and this was, listen, all you got to do is tell jokes, fuck chicks, and eat cheeseburgers. That's it. That's what he told me. That was his that advice. That makes me sound like the biggest douchebag. That's that was your advice. That was the phone call I got. But I have to say, it's good advice. It just is delivered in a douchebag way. Did I say fuck chicks? Yes, you did. Oh God! I saw yes, like, you did. Like Michael Douglas on a bender. Look, I I think it's good advice, uh, and especially in your case because you, know, you were so bummed out. That one sucked. Always. Oh, that was yeah, a bad one. That, bad that one. went on for years. She came back. That one came back. I told her no. Boomerang. With, for her boxes that you kept forever? Yeah, she did. She did two years later. <laughs> hey, you still got my stuff? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now, putting on your lipstick. <laughs> well, Ryan Reese, we can see him uh, and listen to it. Now, where can we find that podcast? It's called Main it's not, Street. It's, yeah, it's not out yet. When I when I figure out uh, where they're going to put it, I'll, I'll come back on the show to promote it. Oh, that'd be great. If I'm and and, and come on the Kumi Network, because the show on the Kumi Network is really fun it's and this is fun this is great trust me i love to sit here and and, and talk about this shit at length that's it's it's very uh visual obviously because it's a show you watch there's pictures we do things like uh i don't know you could describe it you sound like a douche nyc crime awards are happening march 12th uh you must have your tickets by now if you don't i don't know if you're gonna get them there was like 10 left and maybe they're gone i don't know but um go to my website crimereport.nyc Click the link and see if there's still tickets. If you're in town and you want to see a show with some amazing food, Ryan, it's like uh, this like short rib stuff with hey. like there's foie gras, foie gras, whatever it is. That's they a, have a it. Duck's liver. This this food foie, foie gras. 
Yes, it's it's where they've stuffed it into the to the fucking Just shoving it down its mouth to make that liver delicious, so that they can slaughter it and and eat that liver and uh and and the I guess he like it's like when you're falling asleep and and you got too much you know your sinuses are bad and you're sleeping on your back mm. and you snore and you wake yourself up. That's when it's like being one of those fucking geese, and as much as it sucks, apparently makes that. Uh, Live really good. I don't know. I would I, to me like they, they. He made the food with as much torture as possible. Ryan Smith, Chef Ryan Smith. He he designed the food oh, after. Where, where, where is this? It's uh, it's 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 sort of an undisclosed location, but it's okay, New York sorry. Vintners, New York Vintners, and it's like a sort of a pop up event. Is it's that the thing be a, I did with you once? Yes, that was wonderful. Yeah, that was oh. that's why I'm asking. That was yeah. wonderful. Yeah, the food was great, right? Great, great I show. I don't remember what it was. Wonderful food. Yeah, and you know what? And and I knew that you'd be perfect for the show because you you're perfect in any situation. You are a comedian's comedian. Wow. On the second tier. Uh, huh? Who? Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, you're not an Atel. Let's no. face it. No, no. You're, you're not a Louis. No. But, but you're no. just under those guys. And somewhere. Yeah. Around. You're just under those guys. That is the that's the best way to say it. And and here's what you are: pound for pound, in the clubs, you Sherrod Small. And uh, maybe one or two other guys, like uh, you know, are the most reliable guys in the business that you would put up anywhere, anytime, and they're gonna do well. That's you. Uh, so I'll that's, take it. Thank that's you. Something that's something to be proud of. I'll yeah, take it. Absolutely. I'll take it, man. That's a, that's that was a, you know that's what I got to do. It's a true pro, and you can see him in Dangerfield's quite often. Dangerfield's, Dangerfield's Club. Club. I was there last night. Boy, did I ever uh, destroy. Did you? Fucking fantastic. I changed the architecture of the room. It was ridiculous. And uh, if you weren't there, you missed it. Now, I mean, I even had somebody tweet at me, oh, my face hurts and shit. That's great, man. You're, you you're a wonderful act. I When I get up there, I, uh, fucking, I could probably, I, I have some. Things change. You can feel the room change. It's like, oh, fuck, what just happened? Oh. And then the laughs, they start rolling in. About five or six minutes in, the laughs start. Pat, I'm a fan, man. I could do your bits <laughs> for you right now. <laughs> that's not, that's sideways, man. That's, that's. I don't think you could anyway. I could, you couldn't name one. You couldn't uh, do it. You can name it, but you couldn't do it. Do one of my jokes. No, I, don't. I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to butcher it. We don't want to do that. Now, the, I, I could do your jokes. No, hang on. I don't want to do this one. I don't want to do all this right. one. You don't even do it anymore. That's why I want to do it. Okay. Uh, We're cutting all this you, out. When you, when you call customer service and uh, this you is get- This is very- That's a long bit. And, and you- I'm shortening it. And you- <laughs> And you get the automated voice, and you're like, operator, operator. And then the uh, uh, operator gets on, and he's like, help me help you. And you're like, uh, automated voice, automated voice. <laughs> Robot was the, was the Robot. Robot. Very good. You haven't done it in a long time, have like, you? Oh, yeah. I, I, have you noticed all the, all the strippers here? Yeah, they're, uh, they're Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah, that's not, it's the, they're very sexy girls, but the accent doesn't really lend itself to the job. Uh, hello, would you like lap dance? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, no thanks, Boris. Oh, there you go. oh Pat Dixon. Bonus points for the tag. That was good. Ryan Reese, his show will be out someday. And, uh, and oh, hey, RR Comedy. That's where you can find me online. RRComedy.com. RR Comedy. And on, on Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah. At All Ryan Reese. Stuff is on the website. Okay, here's what you do. Uh, yeah, RR Comedy. That's his website. RR Comedy. Now, my website is crimereport.nyc. I got one of those .nyc's. And let me tell you, I've been really happy with it. I'm going to kick the tires on it and everything else. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to buy another one when this one gets too old to drive. So you come to us. CrimeReport.nyc. Thank you one more time, Brian Reese. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening.
Uh, hello, would you like lap dance? Yes, yes. <laughs>